Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm. Uh, hope you, everybody enjoyed the snow if you're in the Mideast and, and listening to this. Been got a couple snow days this week. Uh, that's, you know, we had games canceled last week due to COVID. Now we're getting games canceled due to the snow. So we're getting hit every which way besides right now, uh, which is very frustrating. But, you know, it is what it is. We just got to roll with the punches. So uh, really excited about my guest tonight. Uh, one of my favorite coaches in the in the area, one of the most successful coaches in the area. I think you are going to love this interview. Uh, remember to follow us on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can find us, just search All Met Sports Talk. On Twitter, the handle is at All Met Talk. And email, just uh, shoot me an email. Let me know your thoughts. All Met Sports Talk at gmail.com. Thanks as always to uh, Preston Suggs. For the music, you can find him on Instagram at King P. Suggs. Uh, so talk to me, you know, get at me on Instagram or, or email me. Let me know what your goals are for 2022. I'm going to post my goals on Instagram uh, so you guys can check those out. Help me uh, stay accountable for those. Uh, but let's jump right into our interview. Really happy to have uh, Gonzaga, Col- Gonzaga College High School, I guess is the official name down there in D.C. Head coach, Mr. Uh, Steve Turner. How you doing tonight, coach? Coach, man, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to glad to be able to come on with you tonight. Yeah, well, thank you so much. This is a, a great honor for me. As I said, you know, one of the most successful coaches in our area. Uh, you hit 400 wins this year, uh, which you would have had last year if it wasn't for you guys not having a season thanks to COVID. Uh, so big congratulations on that. That's amazing. I appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, and, and with that 400 wins, we should also talk about that's a like a 750 win percentage. So it's, you know, you're not, you're not 400 in a thousand. I mean, you're, you're like 400 and a and hundred, only a hundred and some losses. You got to Gonzaga in uh, 04, right? The 04, 05 season. Yep. All right. That's yeah. That's amazing. So congratulations on that. It's a great accomplishment, but before we jump into your uh, career, talk to us about where you grew up and, and your early life. Um, I mean, I, I grew up in the Silver Spring area. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Montgomery Blair High School graduate of 89, actually the first freshman class of that school. Mm. Uh, they middle school was seventh, eighth and ninth. But my eighth grade year, uh, the, they changed they changed the middle school and high schools. And uh, so when we graduated eighth grade, um, instead of staying in the middle schools in the ninth grade at Eastern, I would have been at. Um, we ended up going with the class of ninth graders from Eastern to Blair. And then Blair went nine through twelve. Okay. Um, so grew up in the area playing playing all the sports, baseball, basketball, soccer, football. Uh spent my time like in my my youth in the youth days of grade school playing at the Silver Spring Boys and Girls Club, which actually no no longer exists. It used to be right across the street, uh Sligo Avenue and um where where the Holy Cross Hospital is. Oh yeah. And, it's a it's it's become a I think like a small elementary school I can't think the think of the name of it but literally right right across from from Holy Cross right there um, and so that's where I spent all my days as, as a young guy uh, learning all these different sports and playing all these different sports um, I played Beltway basketball which was I guess the equivalent to AAU is now um, mm-hmm. and had some unbelievable coaches I was coached by. Uh, but ended up becoming a rival school's dad. A friend of mine's dad was our coach, Walt Wolfram, um, who who I, I say to today, like I give all the credit for what I've been able to do as a coach because he's a person that was a, 
I, I look back at how he coached me and, and, and all my boys growing up. And um, he's one of the guys I respect the most as a coach in this game. And I, I owe a lot of what who I am as a coach to, to him and the way that he shaped and molded me as a player. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, and I think we all have those role models, you know, we look back on. So, so appreciate you uh, taking the time to to give him a shout out and and uh, give him his flowers. Uh, so, how did you get into coaching? When did you start coaching? I kind of got into it as a kid because I spent a lot, like at the Boys and Girls Club, you know, you go through playing um, different age groups and then you move up and you move up and then you kind of move on. And then I had brothers and sisters who came behind me and they started playing there. And I was helping my my stepdad coach them, and, and when I when I was still still in, still in high school, so I really got into coaching. And I guess I would like to say really at an early age, um, it was something that I was doing. And you know, when you got into got into high school, you you're trying to help your young brother and sister grow, so you coach teams. And then when I got to college, I would come home every summer, and and through the boys and girls club, um, Rob Jackson, who was my stepdad at the time started a program called the Silver Spring Blue Devils, which ended up becoming the D.C. Blue Devils on the AAU circuit. And I would come home in the summers from college and help him coach those AAU teams. And and uh, when I graduated college, I ended up um, coming back and having an opportunity to continue to help him coach. But then an opportunity opened up pretty quickly for me at Pilates High School. Hmm. Pilates at that time was a member of the other WCAC um, with the math and Gonzaga and St. John's and all, all the schools who were, who were, who were part of the league. Um, and so he offered me an opportunity because at the time, all those kids that I had been coaching at AU, they were spread out all over the WCAC. We had kids at Good Council, we had kids at the Matha, we had kids at Carroll, we had kids at Gonzaga. Um, and so Mike Glick, who's now the head coach at Mead, mm-hmm. um, offered me a position because his JV coach was going back to school to get his master's. And that was Josh Pratt, who's mm-hmm. now the coach at, at Spalding. And so I became the JV head coach at Pilates as well as an varsity assistant to Mike. And we had a tough year that year. We lost a heartbreaker in the championship to the math that we had him beat. And literally I always say we were a fingertip away because it was a loose ball that if our guy had gotten his hand on it, just to tip it, and the ball would have rolled back towards the back court or to our front court, we would have won that game. Wow. And they ended up hitting a matter of fact, Daryl Green, assistant coach of DeMatha. I think it's the only shot he made the whole night. Hit a three that gets thrown across the court to him and he knocks it down. And then David Morris had a shot at the buzzer that went in and out from half court that would have won us the game. But if we had that loose ball scramble, if we had gotten our hands on it, we would, we would have won the championship that year. And then um, I was fortunate enough to move the next year and help out Chris Cheney at the Newport School, which is no longer in existence. And so I was able to meet guys like Keith Stevens, who's the head of Team Takeover, um, and, and a bunch of other coaches who uh, who are part of that program. And I did a year there. Um, all the while, my eyes were still on the WCAC. Mm-hmm. Felt like that was a, a league that at that point now I was saying, okay, I really want to get into coaching. I want to coach in this conference. Mm-hmm. And some of the players who I was coaching were still playing for them. Uh, Tommy McCluskey and Pat Mitchell, um, who said, hey, you got to get to go come down here and meet coach. You belong at Gonzaga. You fit who we are. 
And, you know, I'm just two years out of college. And I'm saying, like, what do these young dudes understand or know about me being, you know, a fit for a place like Gonzaga? Mm-hmm. I met Bill Whitaker, who was the top assistant for Coach Myers at the time. And Bill and I hit it off. Um, and I would spend time while I was at Newport watching those guys on nights when we weren't playing because we had an independent schedule at Newport. And um, so I spent, I mean, I was, it was like two or three nights a week. I'd be in WCAC gyms watching, watching games because all my guys that I was coaching in the summer played for those teams. And so Bill had me apply for a couple of jobs at the school. I got one. Then another job opened up and he was like, Hey, I think you should reapply and, and apply for this job. I think it could be better better fit for you, you know, professionally and, and, and career-wise. And um, it's wild. It's the kind of job I have today. And so I got the job. Coach Myers brought me on to the staff. I spent five years as an assistant under Coach Myers. Um, my first couple of years, I double duty. I was assistant on JV and on Barson. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was I was deep in it. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some AAU stuff those first couple of years. And, um, and then five years later, Coach Myers is – looking to retire and um, he told me to come go for it and go after it. And uh, I went after the job and I was blessed to beat out some college coaches and some high level high school coaches in the area at that time uh, to become the set, the next coach uh, behind coach Myers at Gonzaga. And now here I am 18 years later mm-hmm. coach and still running, running the program that I ran my first year as an assistant um, through the counseling department in the school. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, so, in, so what was your, your major in college then? Cause my major in college was, uh, I'm doing what we're doing right now. I was oh. a corporations major. I got my, my dream was to be the next J- James Brown. I wanted to be on ESPN and, yeah. and, and do sports commentating. Uh, it's still a dream of mine. Like if, if, I, if I ever get the chance to get into somebody's seat and, and have a chance to maybe do some of that stuff on the side. I mean, I, I want to definitely continue to coach coach in high school basketball and, and coaching in Vega. But, you know, I've seen some guys who have have had some opportunities to be able to, on an off night, to be able to pick up a game or two. I, will, I Man, it's my dream. I would love to do it. I love hearing that. And we're going to talk about your podcast, too. Um, so, and I and I had asked that because I know that you are employed at, at Gonzaga as well. So, uh, it's interesting how life, you know, just kind of your love will kind of direct your your path. There's no, no doubt. And I, and I, and I owe it all a lot, a lot of where I'm at right now to my wife, because she was the one who said, <clears throat> you know, I, Hey, I got to go get a job. I got to go get I mean, a business job, make all this money. And she was like, chase your dreams, chase your passions. The, mo- the, mo- the money will come. We don't have to, you don't have, you don't have to go sitting there in a nine to five that you're not happy at. Be happy with what you're doing. And we we found a way. For for us, twenty two years, twenty twenty two years married now, to 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 figure out being a coach at the high school level, and, and uh, being a counselor at the high school level. As well. Yeah, and, and the coaching part, especially for you know for your wife. I mean, I know it's you know as a coach. I mean, your your spouse definitely and your kids definitely have to they sacrifice because uh, there's long nights and you know from they're not going to see much from November to to March, and then you're still going a few nights a week after you know between that but especially at your level where you you know you're tra- you're playing the national schedule you guys travel all over the country so uh yes yeah, so that that's great uh in 22 years congrats i'm i think we're on year we'll be 19 this year so so congratulations yeah and i didn't realize we had that pilates that we had that pilates connection so yeah that's pretty yeah. cool 
It's a small world. And and and, and I would have it's funny because I would have stayed at Pilates after that first year, but I, I was giving, I was in the midst of having my first job. Um mm-hmm. and and I needed a full-time job. And Mike tried everything in his power to figure them to get them to figure out how to keep me. Like I basically my hit my that one year at Pilates, I worked as a full-time sub and I was there at the school every day. Wow. Like and Mike kept trying to convince the administration, like, we got a precedence. There's been somebody out every day and he's worked there every day. Like we just hire him in that position as a, as a full-time, you know, sub. And if somebody's out, he can cover those classes or we can, you know, there's stuff in the administration. We, you know, he, he could, he could do whatever mail, mail outs, whatever the case may be. Right. We found a way to keep him here. We just showed it all year. He was here every day. Like I literally worked every day. Wow. uh, Because somebody was out all the time. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. And that, so I had to get a full-time job and Newport afforded me that opportunity. Plus, plus to be able to still keep coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. There was a Newport school. Is that the school that is right near Einstein? It used to be near Einstein. Yep. But now okay. the county took it back and made it into a middle school because of the, because of the growth in the county. Um, and then Newport went, it moved into like a church, but it le- lost the upper school, kept the lower school. And then eventually it fizzled out. Okay. My wife graduated from Einstein, so she's a, okay. and uh, we actually met when we were kids. I was actually living, I used to, like, I could walk to Newport. I live, like, kind of down in the neighborhood, but across the street and, and back in there. So, okay. so when you said, I was like, ooh, that brought back some memories. Back, <laughs> yeah. back, back, back of K-Town, old Kizzy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, we, I lived on Lund Place, actually. So okay, Lund, I, know, we, I know the area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was way back. I mean, I left there when I was, like, 11. So it was a, it, it is some time ago. <laughs> Uh, all right. So Gonzaga, I just want to, um, coach, I'm going to pay, I'm going to give you your flowers here while you're here. And then, cause, cause you got a, a lot of, uh, a lot of hardware here. So, uh, and you, you, you fill in the blanks if I'm wrong. So four, uh, t- four, <laughs> four time WCAC champion in your time at Gonzaga, which, and we're going to talk about the WCAC cause we have a lot of listeners from, from different parts of the country that don't realize that, uh, you know, you, you coach, uh, in the best the, league in the, the, the best league in the country, what, hands down. I mean, the, we're going to get to that. So uh, four, uh, four time WCAC champion at Gonzaga, WCAC coach of the year in 08, 09, 2011, 2013, and 2017. Um, Capital Classic DMV coach of the year in 2017. The National Gatorade coach of the year, the best coach in high school basketball in the entire country. And there's, there, for those that don't know, there's about 46,000 varsity programs, 46,000 in the country. Uh, so you win national Gatorade coach of the year in 2016 uh, USA today, all USA district of Columbia coach of the year in 2017, 2019 Washington post, all met coach of the year in 2019 Washington post uh, DC coach of the year in 2008 and DC sports fan coach of the year in 2008. Where did you find this at? Uh, I, I, we could get to that. I found this on, Team USA basketball, where you're also okay. a coach. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. And you, you've done four years at Team USA. Is that correct? Uh, I think so. Now three, definitely three. Okay, and you and you have a gold medal to but, show. But this past year, this past year was my first year as a team coach. As I've a been, a, I've been considered what's called a court coach, where you go to the to to the um, mini camps and the training camps and help help with the groups. But last summer was my first summer traveling with one of the the, the the actual teams that were finalized. 
And and yes, we, we did win the gold medal. We kept <laughs> at the U16. Yeah, U16, congratulations. Um, so I do as much research as I can before I do these interviews. But oh, you're, hitting, you're hitting them all. You're saying, fill it in. You got it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I will say, though, the, the neatest one of all things probably, I mean, certainly winning a gold medal and being a representative of your country, man, it sits high. But that Gatorade Coach of the Year, that's the first year they ever gave it to a coach. Really? I, yeah, myself and another coach from Utah who was a soccer, women's soccer coach, the two of us are the first two coaches to ever be given the award by Gatorade. Gatorade had always done the players, but they hadn't done the coaches. And that year that we got it was the first year. I remember the call. I could still – I know exactly where I was when I received the call. It was in Bethesda running around to cash a check at a bank from someone that gave me a check from an off-bank. So I had to go to the bank to cash the check. And I get this call that comes from a, from a, from a number that I don't recognize. And normally I blow those off and let it go to voicemail. Something made me pick up the phone. And the person's telling me, yo, you got this. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm looking around my car saying, all right, where's Ashton Cushing? <laughs> right. Someone's pranking me. And cause I cause back, you know, like I said, they never had given the award to a coach. So I'm like, someone's making this up. And they're like, nah, nah, coach, you can hang up and call us back. I promise you, you're going to get this. All right. I was like, okay. And then they're like, you're going to get a letter. It's going to tell you what you got to do. And da, 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 da. And sure. Sure enough, I, and, and the blessing that was pretty cool about that whole experience is they bring you to California. Um, they had the Gatorade banquet, but then you're also invited to go to the ESPYs. And wow. one of the people at the ESPYs happens to be the man who plays for me that gets the national championship game winner. And so I ended up getting to meet, be, be, on, be on the red carpet at the ESPYs with Chris Jenkins, who's, you know, played for me at Gonzaga and and arguably has the best shot to ever happen in the college basketball game. With Villanova, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was, it was a man bucket list check, like unbelievable experience. Like yeah. they, they treated me and my wife, like, man, like we were like, like we were, and it, it, like I was MJ and, and, and she was, you know, MJ's wife. Yeah. Like, everything. I mean, they had a setup for my wife. She wanted to get her hair done and, and nails done and all kind of stuff, spa treatment. Like it was, it was an un- unbelievable trip. And, it, and it's so funny how like the world is so small. So we go back to those teams of the Blue Devils. Roger Mason was one of those guys who played for me that played in the WCAC and played a good council. Uh-huh. They had a barber that was there. The barber who ends up cutting my hair before this thing, it was Roger's barber, but he was, he was, he was helping out for the event. Like it's just. Wow. Small world. Uh, just wild out, wild out the world is so small, especially in the sport of basketball, like this six degrees of separation. It is, yeah. Roger Mason went on to play for the Spurs. I think he did a stint with the Wizards, too. The Spurs, the Wizards, the Bulls, and maybe one other. Yeah, wow. Those three are definitely. Yeah, wow. Well, that, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that you uh, got that recognition. We we also have a player in common, Wade Jackson, who uh, he went to Bethel Christian Academy, which is where I coached before I got to high school. Uh, and I know he spent his senior year with me, you know, spent his first three with you at Gonzaga. And he used to always say, whenever we say something, he said, why? Because I say, wait, you're going to be a coach one day. Well, I played for a national Gatorade, Gatorade <laughs> national coach of the year. He used to always say, he used to brag about you all the time about that. So that's, that's my man. I'm, I'm proud of him. He hard worker mm-hmm. uh, and just committed, uh, run through a brick wall for you. Um, it's why he's still having success at the, at the college level that he's having. 
Um, and, and, and I, you know, just smart, like, like knows it. Like I would agree with you. He, he, if he doesn't realize it now at some point he should, cause he, he could definitely come back and be a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Very fiery. He can teach, uh, when I was a head, the freshman head coach over at Pilates, he would sit on the bench. You and I talked about this on the phone, but, um, you know, he he would sit on the bench sometimes and just talk. His kids would come out. He would just sit there and talk to them about what, you know, what he was seeing and stuff. And I loved it. I mean, he was – that's my guy, though. I mean, going back to you know, oh, middle man. school days. But Like like I tell people all the time, like I always understand that somebody's circumstances is different. He's one of those kids I wish wouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. But I know everything – you know, God has a plan for everybody, and it, and it worked out for him. And we continue to talk. Matter of fact, when Wade was making his decision on what he was going to do, we we conversed about it. Like, he's leaving me, and I'm helping him try to figure out what's the right situation for him. And I thought Pilates would be a great place for him, and, and, it, and it turned out to be. Yeah, well, thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, great guy. Glad to see him. He's up there at Loyola, Maryland, uh, for those who who don't know. Um, he's doing really well there, sophomore year there. Well, pe- well, people don't know about Wade also. Wade was a heck of a football player. Oh, yeah. I, he should have kept playing football, man. He was good. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean his hands are. I mean he's got the. But his dad used to tell me he would sit there and do his homework with the with the the grip, the little grip. Like he'd be doing his homework, just working on his grip. Um, but he incredible hands. I mean, extreme. He could have been a Division One football player too. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, but then he you know start focusing on basketball. But great hands uh, on you know the football field and on the basketball court. Uh, so, coach, let's talk about WCAC because you're. I mean this. To win, first of all, to win that, to win all of these awards, you know, in the best league uh, in the country. And if anyone doubts that, right now you all are number six or number seven in the country. Thank you. Uh, it, but, it keeps flipping. Yeah. But, yeah. but you're number six. Right now. Yeah. Undefeated. I know you guys beat St. Mary's Riken last night. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So congrats on that. Um, you're undefeated right now. You beat St. Francis, who at the time was number 13 in the country. I got a call from a from, <laughs> friend of the show, Coach Butch McAdams. He texted me that night. Um, so we, I mean, but you guys are ranked, you know, let's say, no, I think this week, last week was six, this week was seven, because someone beat Duncanville and jumped up five spots or something crazy. Um, but again, 46,000 schools, and we're talking about six or seven. Uh, but then you got DeMatha right behind you at like number 13 or something. Paul the Six is up there in the top 20. Um, St. John's was like top 40. Uh, but either, I mean, we're talking about four O'Connell, schools. O'Connell, O'Connell, I think, just jumped into the top 30. They did. You're right. I think that, yeah. So you got five schools from one conference in like the top 40 in the country, four, like three or four in the top 20. I mean, that. I can't, uh, I mean, it, it's like the SEC, it's like SEC football for you guys. <laughs> you know, every game is just, uh, you're, you're playing one of the top teams in the country. So what is that like on a night in and night out basis? Um, as a coach? Yeah. It, it keeps you sharp. Um, and it's fun. Like, there's nothing like going into these atmospheres. And it's, you know, it's a little different right now with COVID, but mm-hmm. over the, over my seven, 18, 17 years, it, it's been nothing like it. There's no experience like it to walk into a gym where it's hostile. They're rooting against you. It's loud. The band's banging on the drums. Cheerleaders are cheer- cheering in your players' ears on the baseline. And, and, and the fans are screaming and heckling and calling you out. Like it, 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 it makes, it makes, it makes it fun. And, and it, it makes it, it makes it, makes it so you have to understand that every night 
um, you're going to get somebody's best shot and you got to prepare your team the best to the best of your ability. Um, and, and, and as a coach, it, it can only make you better. Mm-hmm. Like if you put your hard work into it and you and your staff, um, really push your guys. It can, it can only make you better. And, mm-hmm. and why I've been able to get the accolades that I've had is because I've one coached some great players, uh, two, I have, I've been surrounded by some unbelievable minds in the game of basketball who just don't happen to be head coaches. Um, some have now moved on to be head coaches, but, but I don't do this alone. And, and, and I, and I tell everybody, I don't, you know, I, 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 I guess I'm the one who used to hold the hardware, but, but this has been earned by the group, the collective group mm-hmm. and that myself, my coaching staff. And then most importantly, the players who, who, who trust in us and believe in us to do the things that we ask them to do to give us an opportunity to go out and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congrats on that. I mean, it's because it's uh that's gotta be tough. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, and the other side of this, you know, let's not uh, get it twisted. Very high academics at Gonzaga. So you're getting players. First of all, every night, and I want to point this out too, every night in the WCAC, it's, it's not a high school game. It's a college game. <laughs> most of the players that are taking the floor are going to the college and beyond. Lots of NBA, t- not lots, tons of NBA guys, future NBA guys, you know, on your squads and, and other squads in the, in the area who are playing against each other. But very high level D1 kids who are playing uh, on your team and others, that, you know, on a night in and night out basis. But uh, the other thing that I think is great is, and I want to talk to you about your your culture that you've built there because it's very high academics to get into Gonzaga, um, which is also you can see by the you know the, the kids on your team who graduate and go on to college uh, who are going to, you know everywhere, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, so, talk to me about your culture and, and what that means to you. Um, I mean, it, I, I think the the sum it up quickly uh, <laughs> you, you, you got to be a young man that can come to our place and be a student athlete we can't just take any kid I think that's what makes us a little more unique than some of the schools we have to go up against in our, in our conference there are kids that are at some of those schools that I know want to be at Gonzaga and there are also kids that I would have loved to have been able to coach but their circumstances in the classroom maybe prohibits them from being accepted to Gonzaga. And that doesn't take away from who they are as a young man or a student, but they're pretty high standards set at Gonzaga in terms of this, of the student athlete. Um, I always say it's the blessing and the curse, you know, because there's times where you're like, God, if I could get my hands on that kid. Mm-hmm. But then it's also has created a formula for me and my coaching staff to understand when we get out here to recruit, what kind of questions we've got to ask immediately to know if we can put ourselves in the hunt or the race for a young man to uh, be able to come to our school. And so we've, we've been successful um, a lot of times and, and we've lost out a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it, it's, as I like to say, it is the gift and the curse, but I will say the gift of it is for one thing, 18 years as the head coach, 20, was it 25, 23 years. Um, Coach overall at Gonzaga, I've never won in one of those years had to worry about a kid being eligible. I've, mm-hmm. I've never been able to sleep wondering, hey, is he going to pass this test tomorrow? Make sure he's qualified and eligible to play. My, my guys get it done. I mean, 
my team this year, first quarter, 14 guys. Seven with a 4.0 or better. Wow. And lowest GPA was a 3.4. And there's probably three to four others who were around a 3.8, 3.9. So when you're talking about a team that's nationally ranked, um, I, I promise you there's nobody else in the country that can say that their 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 roster is doing that in the classroom as well. And and then more importantly, at a school that has the vigors that we do academically. Um and that's something I'm just as just as proud of as winning any championships because our kids are really taking advantage of what Gonzaga has to offer and being able to use the sport and not let the sport use them so they can use it as a vehicle to the next opportunity which is going on in college and and, and getting hopefully a free education. And if it's not a free education, getting one of the best educations in the world, because that means you're probably going to an Ivy League school. Right. Wow. That's incredible. So I'm just going to recap that in case anyone didn't hear. Seven. So half of of Coach Turner's team here at Gonzaga has a 4.0 or better. The lowest GPA is a 3.4 and the ranked number seven in the country. So that's incredible. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So your son plays for you. He's graduated. Let me go before you get to that. But yeah, yeah. I'll say a little more about the culture is, you know, our, our big thing is when we come in and we work, mm-hmm. we're going to be blue collar. We're going to put our we're gonna hard hat on and we're going to work every single day to become the best version of you that you can be. And that's what I talk to the guys about. You, you don't have to become the next Steph Curry, the next LeBron James, the next Michael Jordan. Let, let's just become the best version of you that mm-hmm. you can. And I try to get our parents to, to recognize and understand that because I know that we have so many families out here today that see what happens and they want to live this hoop stream. And, and, and there's not that many of our kids that are going to have that same opportunity. So we have to uh, try to enforce that. Number one thing for us is to be the best student we can be. And after that, we're going to work as hard as we can on the court um, as individuals and as a team to be, become the best team we can be. You know, we, 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 we want to be gritty. We want to be grimy. Uh, we want to be tough and all those things that you put to it. But I, at the end of the day, I want our guys to be the best student athlete and the best version of them that they can be. And that's what I'm trying to help mold and grow um, each year. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. And I appreciate no, that. No problem. Uh, so your son plays for, he's graduating this year. Now you he signed with Northeastern. Is that right? He did. Okay. Well, congrats. A big smile came over your face. He, he did. <laughs> um, I mean, during this time, it's tough right? with this, yeah. with, um, with, uh, COVID, um, NCAA in the middle of COVID granting guys extra years back, this stupid transfer portal. Um, they've, they've ruined a lot. The NCAA doesn't realize it or certainly do because they've heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how they're going to ever fix it, but because they opened Pandora's box, but they've hurt the high school students. Yes. You know, I'm seeing kids who are now falling levels that they would normally not fall to. Um, I'm seeing kids without scholarships that they normally would have in their place because of this now log jam that we have because of the transfer portal and and due to COVID and uh, schools being able to grant kids an extra year. It's 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 hurt our high school students. So to work hard and to be able to see accomplishments. Like I got six seniors this year and I'm halfway there with, you know, getting guys placed and having an opportunity to go to college, but I got three more to go. And, and it's, 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 I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not, it's not been easy. And it hadn't been made easy because 
the NCAA chose to make some some choices that I think they should have thought a little deeper with. And I think at some point they got to realize they got to come and talk to the people at the grassroots. Like you're making decisions based on these universities who have all this money and going to get the same money. And you guys want these TV contracts and all this other stuff. But what about the ones who deserve the opportunity that you've talked to and have put out there to talk to them about being the best student they can be using the opportunity to, to gain to gain opportunity. And now you've shut the opportunities down because you log in. Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. The transfer portal, it it it, it literally drives me insane. I mean, I, I can't even say the words without cringing. Um, and you got kids. One thing that bothers me is you got I'm not going to say the player's name, but he he started and was probably the best player on the team here locally. I, I know you're talking about. You ain't got to say. I know. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 you didn't have to say what you're gonna say. My feelings are the same as what you're about to say. Yeah, uh, he yeah goes out to you know to the uh, Pac-12 or whatever. He's the best player on the team there on a, on a highly ranked team, and then now he's playing for the defending national champion. He's probably the best player on that. So it's three universities and three. I get like I totally get a kid who gets lost in the shuffle. You know, you go to a a major D1. Let's just say. I don't Georgetown. Let's say you go to Georgetown, you're a major D one and you can't get off the bench for two years. And, you know, so you come down to maybe a mid major where you can get yeah. more time. That's completely different than guys just, you know, sk- going school to school to school, you know, every year. And I just don't, and it, it does hurt. And that, that extra year COVID is not, I don't think it's going anywhere. So are you going to start granting more, you, you know, and there, so, and that's going to, that's going to be a five year, it's going to hurt kids for five years till that all plays out. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I've I, feel like guys the, I, I look at the transfer portal as the kid in the candy store who can't get, who can't get the lollipop he wants. And he throws a tensor tantrum. Yep. And then I don't understand these college coaches who have now said, I'm going to live through the transfer portal and I don't like to use this word, but I'm going to use this word just so people can understand what I'm saying is I'm going to live through taking it, taking on somebody else's baggage. Mm-hmm. Just to me, sometimes, man, you got to wait, you, you got to bite your time and wait your turn. Yeah. And it's like, everybody can't, everybody wants, wants gratification today instantly. And that's not how, that's not how life works. Mm-hmm. All these guys who are jumping in the portal, they're not going to be pros. They might not even be overseas pros. This might be their only basketball. So why not take advantage of enjoying it and getting your degree? And then if God has a way for you to, to, to go further with this game, then it'll happen. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know. I just, like I've said to some college coaches, like I don't want to hear the word culture out of y'all's mouths anymore either. Right. Yeah. How can you have culture when you're bringing in guys just to see if you can win for one year? Right. What, for one gonna, year. Yeah. Because what's going to happen? I mean, come on, think about it. How many of those guys – will go on, let's say there were a three-year guy at, I'm just going to use Maryland as the school, mm-hmm. and they leave and they go to UCLA for one year, and they go on and make it to the pros. They're, they're not going to have any ties to you as an alum, a true alum. Right. You were a stepping stone for them to get to what they wanted, and then they're not going to think about you. This guy might become a multimillionaire. I guarantee he doesn't, he doesn't donate and give back to the school he did for one year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I, I tell all of my players, you know, when they're looking at school, whether it's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, doesn't matter. 
go where you're wanted, number one. And number two, because look, we all want to go to the prom. I always use the prom. I say, you want to go to the prom with the prettiest girl in the school? You may, but she may not want to go with you. So you right. better go with someone who wants to be, who's going to dance with you while you're there. <laughs> hey, preach, preach, coach. Keep preaching, coach. Preach. And, and the second thing, as we all have seen, basketball can go away tonight. Yeah. So where do you, where are you going to be? Because that's your home. So if basketball gets taken away again, are you going to be happy? Are you going to be happy going to class? You're going to be happy with the, you know, the, the student life experience, not just the basketball, but, you know, like be, just go somewhere where you're happy and kind of what you said, coach, about what your wife said to you, uh, you know, the rest of this stuff will, will figure its way out. You know, if you yeah. go somewhere that you're appreciated and where you just enjoy being, then you don't ever have to worry about entering the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, so that's I'm sorry. Let me get off my soap. This I'm I'm interviewing you. Let me. <laughs> no, no, man. I, I love to hear it because I think it's something that people need to hear. And 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 coaches like us at our level have got to be a little more vocal about it. I think some of us sit back and and don't want to speak on it because you don't want it to maybe negatively affect you. But if we just keep letting things go and it's affecting our kids, mm-hmm. then who are we? And so to, to be able to have more people speak upon it. Man, look, man, I understand you said you're interviewing me, but I'm glad I'm glad you're, you're talking about it and, and, and putting it out there because it, it needs to be heard. Yeah. Thank you. You know, uh, like my son is just I'm excited. He, he, he like you said, put a smile on my face when you said about him going to Northeastern. Um, he found a place to check all the boxes. Yeah. And, and he's going to have an opportunity to go to a place where he can play for a coach who still believes in recruiting a high school player. Um a play for a coach who has had unbelievable success, but more importantly, he's going to one of the top 50 universities in the world mm-hmm. uh, academically and the conditions he's going to make in a city like the city of, of Boston. Um, I, I, I just, I, I'm excited for his, the, the next part of his, his journey over this next four years. And that's beautiful. And congratulations to him. Congrats to you, your wife. I know that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. Uh, uh, I mean, that's that's the definition of a student athlete. So thank you. Uh, and so, what's it been like? I mean, you you know, it's I coached my son when he was little, but not, not nothing like at the level you're coaching. So, how do you balance? Like, am I going to be too hard on him? Too soft? Well, on this him? is it's it's round two because I did coach him when he was a youth at the AAU level. We had a chance to win a national championship together. Wow! In uh, in the AAU, he was playing for a team, and I was coaching the Maryland's finest. Um, which had some of the top area basketball players currently in the DMV playing on that team when they were went all in grade school. And now they're all at different schools, but it's cool to, to see and watching what their journeys, how they have this chapter of their journeys ending and, and what it's about to begin into. Um, so, I, I mean, I just coached them like he was one of the guys. Like, mm-hmm. I coached them hard. I, I, I want, like, again, I, just like any of the kids, I've always told kid parents when they talk to me about recruiting and coming to Gonzaga. I've told them, I'm going to treat your son no different than I treat my own two boys. And what I mean by that is there'll be days that I kick them in the butt to push them as hard as I can, but I'm always going to put my arm around them and hug them and love them. Mm-hmm. And no, no matter what, even when they're having to hear the screaming Coach Turner, at the end of the day, they're going to know Coach Turner cares about them, wants the best for them, and, and, and is, is only doing what he's doing to give them the chance to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. That's great. And it's, it's paid so we, off. We have our bouts, you know. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Some we, quiet we car rides home. 
Um, you know, but what we've done is we turned it, turned it off. Like I try to turn it off. Uh-huh. Like when we leave the gym, it's back to being dad. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes some things that will happen in the gym. I'll, I'll let it go unless I really believe it's something we need to talk about. Okay. And, and if, and then if he ever wants to talk about it, I'm always, I'm always ears and, 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 and open and talk about it. But I, I try to leave the basketball on the basketball court and mm-hmm. because I've watched the game of basketball also break up some happy homes. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I learned through some of the things I had to watch as a kid myself and realized that, you know what, you have to turn this thing off and on and you have to know when, when you're dealing with your own children uh, to just be that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Our coach at uh, Chapelgate, Coach Frierson, has he coached all three of his boys at Chapelgate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The youngest is actually playing professionally now over in Germany. So oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, he went to Citadel and then played it, but he he had all three of his boys there. So wow. I'm sure he can when well, he he listens Ooh, to he, this every week. He, so he he's oh, he gonna be able to relate. Oh, he's got some stories. Yeah, yeah. Now he did win two championships with uh two of them, I think. So so that's yeah. So he's he's gonna be able to relate when he hears this. Well, Jared was a part of Jared was a part of my my one of my state championships. Yeah, wow. Hopefully, hopefully this year we can go get a WCAC championship together. You, you're looking good right now. I'm going to be there to watch. You know, like I said, I'm I'm a big fan, coach. So thank um, you. And then uh, you have Devin uh, Dinkins. He's he signed with George Mason. Signed with George Mason. Okay. And then you said you had a third one. Who's who's the third? The, the third is uh, another senior, Eddie Paquette. He's a combo guard for us. And he's uh, committed to the process at Swarthmore. Oh, okay, good. Eddie's a big time student, about a four or five student, and, and he he was Swarthmore's number number one recruit. And so, you know, with the Division threes, you got to wait to get everything locked yeah. in and say you're committed. But he's already committed to their to their process. Good for him. Congrats. Four or five. Wow. Um, and I know, you know, we, I actually got to coach against you when I was at Pilates, uh, and I wanted to talk about your, um, the <clears throat> tournament you put on. Cause I still brag about that, but at that time they were juniors, I believe they were juniors. No, they, yeah, they were juniors. That was the Terrence Williams class. So that, that was a really good class. I, there's no, we could, we'd be here for probably the next week and a half talking about all the guys who have come through, but, but that class, yeah, Terrence Williams went to Michigan, Chuck, Chuck, Chucky, Chuck Harris went to Butler and uh, Miles Stute went to Vanderbilt. Miles is playing great here lately. Great, it's pretty, he's really picked it up, man. I'm proud of him. He's not, he's their best shooter. He's knocking yeah. down shots. Uh, he's defending the ball well. Uh, he's always been an unbelievable athlete. So he's making some great. Like he made a big play the other night at the rim uh, to beat to beat against they beat to beat one of my other former players, Chris Likes in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and then there was Josiah Hardy on that team, who's who's having a great career right now at Hampton Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, Close hub, the younger hub brother, uh, Prince's younger brother Carlos is at AIC, and he's he's having a great career at the Division Two level. And then the, the other senior in that group was a guy by the name of Christian Ficker, who's having a great career in baseball at Georgetown. At Georgetown, wow, that's great. Yeah, that that, that team was great. So I wanted to, uh, I know, know we're winding down here. I don't want to keep you all, although I could talk to you all night, but I know you got you got a game plan for. Uh, you got good counsel coming up. So. Nah, man, we we practice tomorrow. We game plan tomorrow. So. Okay. <laughs> um. So your the the is it called the Gonzaga Classic? Gonzaga DC Classic. Okay. Great tournament. Thank I you. mean, some of the best talent in the country uh, that that you bring in for that tournament, but also the way the tournament is set up, the hospitality for the teams, for the coaches. 
there's a team breakfast. My wife actually, when I told her I was going to interview and I said, you remember that? And she said, yeah, isn't that when they take the teams down to DC and they do a tour for the teams that are from out of town? I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, Thank you. We and, play, and, 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 and I have to say no credit to me. Like I do help with trying to find the right teams for the event. Mm-hmm. Father's club. This is their, this is their, this is their baby. Um, and, the, and the head of that is, for a number of years has been a gentleman by the name of John McLaughlin. And they put on an unbelievable event. I, I mean, honestly, I get treated like an out-of-town team, so to speak, because I'm not – I just get to coach my team. Yeah. Like, I mean, certainly I try to do is be as hospitable to all the coaches and, and the, who are at the event. But, but the Fathers Club does it all. Every team has their own personal liaison. Mm-hmm. The time that they're here, and that guy starts working with the head coaches prior to them even coming. Um, like you said, the out-of-town teams get a tour of either the White House or the Capitol or something historic here in D.C., um, and they'll help set up things now, like w- with having the Black History Museum. Mm-hmm. The teams have opportunities to set up set up opportunities to go to places like that. But um, the biggest part about our event is that it all the proceeds, not one penny goes to the basketball program. All the proceeds for the event help our students at Gonzaga um, do what we do, what our model is. And our model at Gonzaga is meant for others. So, so all the money that we get from the tournament goes to help our kids with the service projects that we have at our school. Wow. I could be going down into the new Orleans to help with all the stuff that happened for Katrina to, uh, to going on Indian reservations in South Dakota, um, to, to going into just cities here in the States that are run down and, and need help. I mean, our kids are going and building latrines. They're building houses. Um, they're, they're, they're making food for people. They're doing any and everything um, to, to serve others. And, and that's a big, big part of what Gonzaga is about. And I'm blessed that our Fathers Club has put on an event that allows for us to raise money to help the students at our school be able to go help others. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you were able to uh, to say that. And I know it happens in December, like first or second week in December, typically. Right? Second week of December every year. Every year, okay. Uh, year no, last year was canceled, and this year it was like just one game. It was, you know, a little messed up because COVID started. No, we played, we played the whole event this year. Oh, what? I thought I saw. Okay, well, good. I'm glad that you did. Maybe I was, I'm sorry. I'm getting it mixed up with another tournament. All right, I apologize for that. That's okay. Uh, no, but glad that you all got to do it. But I know next year, and, and also like every college imaginable is there because you bring in some of the um, the best team. I, I can tell you when we played there, I think it was that year, I, oh, the team out of Chicago, Whitney Young. Whitney they, Young. They had the guard who went to Duke, and I could I could – I could still, I could tell you what we had. A, we were, we were up one. Y'all had, I, I thought we y'all had to knock them off. I, that was a great game. Yeah. They, uh, they were ranked number 24 in the country at the time. Yep. And uh, Anthony Blunt actually, who was yep. another. Yeah. Uh, but yep. he came down in miles um, Mallory, who, by the way, first team all American last year, division three as a, as a sophomore at uh, uh, Randolph Macon. That's where he is now. But he, the past number one in the country, number one in the country. Yep. And he's first team all American and and he's just, he's phenomenal player, but ball went right over miles, fingertips. And it was a miles never missed. So it was a definite, we would have been up three goes out of bounds, 
four seconds left. And I can't remember the kid's name from Whitney Young, the guard who went, the five-star who went to Duke. DJ Stewart. DJ Stewart. That was him. Thank you. He gets the ball on the fly, goes length of the court and puts a floater up at the buzzer to beat us. That was, I, I watched the whole game from my office. Yeah. So, like, that was one of the best, that's one of the best, that might be one of the best games in that tournament. Yeah. Last 10 years. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to be a part of. It, I, I still have nightmares about it because it was like, just felt like we did everything right. And it just, you know, well, you, you well, know, we, 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 we avenged you guys. We went to Chicago this year and they were top 15 in the country and knocked them off in one of our first games this year. Yeah, I saw that. It was, Thank they you. Were the set, Thank well, you for that. They, they, were, <laughs> they, were the two, they were the two teams that we knocked off that were nationally ranked this year, which, which, which pushed us up the polls. Yeah, yeah. So Saint, you beat St. Francis actually in the in yeah, your tur- at that tournament. St. Francis in the championship. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh and they're great. They were supposed to play Mount St. Joe tonight for the second time that they're yeah. you know second and that got uh postponed tonight. And, and uh, they've had some good ones postponed because they also had to stick the, their their uh Spalding game was postponed. Too. It was. Yep. Yeah. So you know, COVID is raging. Uh, all right, Coach Hungo. Get ready to wrap up here with you first in a second. Um, but wanted to give you a chance to talk about your podcast because you have a great one. Actually, I, I did after we talked, I did download it and I listened to an episode. So um it's all I, I love it that it's you know it's a hodgepodge of of uh sports. So what you want to take a minute and talk about that? Um so COVID. I mean COVID COVID gave opportunity to start a lot of a lot of different things. I'm not gonna lie, during the COVID time, I was depressed. I was miserable yeah. doing can't coach my guys, can't do the thing I love the most. And I had been wanting to start a podcast maybe a year prior to that. And I had I had sat with a buddy of mine who's a DJ who actually hosts our show, Curtis Cross. Um, and he, um, we had priced out everything and what I would need to be able to run it. And he would help me engineer it. And then during the, during the, during the uh, pandemic, I started getting the, 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 the like the, like the, you know, Chomping at the bit saying, man, maybe I need to do this. And then I got a phone call. Uh, Coach O'Neill, Casey O'Neill, who's, who's my, who's my, who's, who's my partner on the show, um, was our lacrosse coach at Gonzaga and assistant AD, but he has now moved into, to a new venture. He's a partner in a, in a company called, um, Mayberry Academy. Um, and they are, they are working on the mind and the, and the, um, as well as the training of lacrosse athletes and, looking to take this whole program across the country, but also even start bringing it to other sports eventually like basketball and soccer. But um, mm-hmm. AC called me. He's like, man, how would you want to do a podcast with me? And I was like, like light bulb click. I was like, dude, I just had a conversation with my boy. I got somebody we can sit down with. Da, 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 da. He was coming back to the beach. I think three days later we met probably Three or four days later, after that, we were taping our first episode. Wow! And, and we're our, we're we're getting ready to wrap up our third season. Um, it's been unbelievable. It's my I like to call it my mental health Monday because mm-hmm. we usually tape on Mondays, mm-hmm. and it's been fun to be able to bring other people's stories to light, uh, talk a little, talk a little life because it's not just basketball. Mm-hmm. Or we talk about sport, of course. And, you know, we talk about what's current in sport with with at, at all levels, high school, college and basketball and in the pros. But but we've had some deep conversations. I mean, a lot of stuff that was going on with Black Lives Matters. Um, we're always looking to push and the drive and be the driving force for women 
um, in, in the world, not just in life and sport, but in the world. So we're always trying to empower, empower the women um, and bring them on, on, on the podcast. And we have a lot of fun with it, man. Our rapid fire, our, our, our you know, our top, you know, our, 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 our fab five um, that we do in the beginning. But I think we've had some unbelievable guests who've come on and, and have sparked and enlightened a lot of people. And we've been blessed to have a lot of followers and hopefully continue to keep this thing growing. And, and um, for those who, who want to take a listen, the podcast is Take a T.O. with Turner and O'Neill. We're on pretty much every every broad every podcast platform you can find us on. Um, we've got an Instagram page, we've got a we've got a Twitter page, we've got our own website. So so please come on and check us out. We appreciate yeah. your following. Yeah, it's and it's good. I, I you know I I really think that uh, my listeners would enjoy it. So it's it's a really good podcast. Thank um, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, I got three quick hitter questions here and then I'm going to, okay. uh, since, since you talk about your rapid fire. So this time <laughs> it's in the same light, your three favorite coaching memories. Um, winning my first championship. Mm-hmm. And now uh, let me, let, uh, can we, def- are we going to define this? Is this just in coaching period? No, it, this, whatever, whatever you want to say. Okay. Whichever ones. I'm going to go with just Gonzaga. Okay, that's good. Because because I could go, it, there wouldn't be able to be just three if I went with all my best. Yeah, okay, we'll say it, Gonzaga. Um, but winning my first championship at Gonzaga. And what year was that? That was in 08. Okay. That team has the best record in the school's history at 34-1. Like to say, we won 17 on the front. We had a, we had a mishap, um, bad call by an official in the middle. And then mm-hmm. 17 on the back. Wow. But, uh, I, I think it happened the way it happened. If we, I, it may not have happened the way it happened if we hadn't lost that one game. It's, I, I'm with you 100%. We, I, I'm sorry to, to interject here. No, no, we, we lost, uh, we won the championship at Pilates, had that freshman team, and, and the wins were starting to get a little, it was almost we were playing not to lose for a minute. And we had a mishap. We blew out St. Francis. They came to our place and we, lost by I think four it didn't make any sense it was a bad loss but I say the same thing and then the only other loss we had that year was to DeMath and we had the lead going into the uh fourth quarter but I don't think we win the championship if we don't have that mishap so I, I'm 100 percent because you start playing not to lose instead of just right. playing to win right and uh yeah so so I'm with you but I like how you uh, I like how it was right in the middle that was kind of cool yeah. <laughs> home game against DeMath we had the game one the wow. referee referee Mr. Goldtending call that we should have won the game. Wow. And instead he doesn't call it and they end up going down and hitting the buzzer beater. So who'd you beat in the uh, championship? And that year in the championship, we beat, I believe O'Connell. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if it was the math, it would have been, that would have been perfect. No, nah, I believe O'Connell. <laughs> we didn't, we, 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 we beat them. The, we didn't beat the math until fi- in the championship game until 15. Okay. Wow. I remember that game. That was triple overtime. Yeah, <laughs> no, free, the free throw game, as they call it, um, and that and that was a year that I didn't think we were supposed to win it. Like we, we if I if I tell you the story that that season, man, we were peaks and valleys. Oh, all, oh I could if I can give the back, I could write a book on the background of that year. You my, should, and I could do chapters individually of each player and 
what they went through and what I went through and the, some of the wars we went through with each other and against others and within house. It was it, that, that year is just, that year I could write a, I could write a book on that year by itself. You, you probably need to get with John Feinstein and write that book then. I, I, I'm looking <laughs> for somebody. I do want to write a book, but I, yeah. I need, I need to find somebody. Um, I'm going to say this one was, and I'm, I'm now reworking it because I, I let myself go. But number two would be, and I'm going to call it 300 mm-hmm. um, because the year that I got my 300th win was also the first year in a long time I was under 300 pounds. I had lost 100 pounds because I had dedicated myself um, to, to changing my body again and, and bringing that athlete back. Um, and I, and I, while, while, while coaching and going through some things, I was in the midst of my own thing that I really wasn't even talking to people about, wow. but I, and I just remember being able to go to the banquet and throwing on a new and different suit, having to go get a suit done because I had changed my body and, and I made a promise that I wouldn't let myself get this way, but, uh, I broke it. COVID, COVID, COVID made me broke it. So I'm blaming COVID. Um, but now I'm back on that journey again. Okay. So we're going, we're going to see that happen again. So All right. that happened before we get to five. Okay. Five. There you go. Um, the way and, you're winning, that might be about a year and a half from now. And so, so, so I'm going to say that, 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 that the second, that's probably the second one. Okay. And I think right now, and there's so many others, like I, oh, sure. it's a lot of stories, but being able to coach Jared on varsity, and probably being able to watch him make his first three pointer, because that's what he does. Um, playing for me, um, that 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 probably is in the top three. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right, that was a, that's that's tough three for anybody to beat there, coach. Uh, your now this is going to be a tough one. Your all time starting five in the NBA. Hold up, my all-time starting five in the NBA? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm glad you didn't ask me for the Gonzaga one. No, I, I wouldn't do that to you. I, I actually <laughs> I, thought that. I, I, I've actually answered it. I've, I've actually answered it on another podcast. Okay. Um, oh, oh the Gonzaga one? Yeah. I didn't right. want to put you on the spot. because no, I, I, <laughs> I was actually going to ask you your best class. But it, you, it, there's so many that it, you you know you almost feel like you leave somebody out. So I didn't want to do no, that. that's not good. I, yeah. I, it, I, it's okay. Um, but my, my, my all time, do, do you want them by position? Well, you, it could be positionless. Okay. So if you want to do by position, that's great. If you do, I, I'll, I'll, gonna, I'll take that. I'm going to try to do. Okay. By position. Okay. So whew, I'm going to start at the two cause it's easy. Yeah. MJ. At the three, Julius Irving. Nice one. He 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 may be my all-time favorite NBA player ever. Yeah. Who I don't think any of the credit he deserves. Um at the four. KG, Kevin Garnett. One of the best. I hope I can I curse? Sure. One of the best shit talkers in the game <laughs> that backs up the shit that he talks. <laughs> I love KG. Like, yeah. man, like he's a bucket list check for me. I want to meet him and be able to speak to him. Like yeah. that, that man, I, I love that guy. So mm-hmm. that's the two, three, and the four. 
You remember when he played point that time for Minnesota? Yeah, baby. I, I'm, yeah. He's a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think he's a guy that gets enough credit for what, he, what he's done. No, he's a baller, man. He's he's one of the the originals. Yeah. Oh man, now you got now the two tough positions. Mm-hmm. Anchors. Um, the five is like a fight for me because there's three guys that 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 I would have to choose from. And, and I'm going to say the three guys first, and then I'll, I'll pick one. Okay. But it would be Kareem, Tim Duncan, and, and Superman Shaq. Mm-hmm. Um, phew, this is a hard one. Um, wow. People might think I'm crazy, but I'm, I'm going with Tim Duncan. It's fundamental. The fundamental, yeah, the big, the big, the big fundamental. Like, <laughs> kiss off, man. Who, who, who made? I don't think anyone could. I don't think anyone probably ever comes close to making as many shots that he kissed off the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's my trick shot I use against kids and in, in, when they want to play horse. Yeah, <laughs> shoot bank, bank shot threes and they can't beat me. Mm-hmm. I beat them every time with those bank shot threes. Um, so that's my four. And then coming back to the point guard position, position I played. Um, of course, like I said, I don't look at it anymore, but I was a point guard. Wow, you Good. were a tall point guard. Good I'm only – my wife tells me I shrunk. I was – at my. I think at my at my peak height, I was 6'1", but I think I shrunk. Okay. Um, but I was long, athletic, um, kind of kind of built like my older son, like my, like my youngest son, Jared. Mm-hmm. Long, skinny, but, but I could defend and I could get after you and I, and I could pass the ball. Mm-hmm. I can throw, throw the oop as good as anybody. Um, and, and I like to guard the next team's best player. Yeah. Like I, I was a prick. You didn't want to, you <laughs> even if you got the best of me, you were going to remember. Mm-hmm. I, I was that guy. But at the point, whew, whew, this one's hard because there's so many good ones. Comes down to Magic, Tony Parker, mm. trying to think, is there anybody else on there that I'm missing that I, that I love? That the, oh, I know who it is. I'm watching. CP3. Yeah. What, what a career, right? Chris Paul. Yeah, I, I, championship or not, I mean the the, the stuff he's doing right now at his age. To watch to watch what he's doing with this team and how he is mentoring mm-hmm. and being a leader. And I mean, he deserves a championship. Like, yeah. like he they they all should just fall down and give him his championship. He deserves to finish his career with a ring. Right, it'll happen, but. The things that he does at that position, like I see, I'm an old school point guard guy. Mm-hmm. Like believer in that position, you feed everybody else first. Mm-hmm. Our game now has become like I I can't consider, and this, this is no disrespect because I think he's one of the best two guards to ever play the game, and that's Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But I'm a point guard. He's not a point guard. His, his number one asset is score the ball. To me, the way he shoots, that means you are a shooting guard. We don't talk about Steph and his dimes and 
and laying it off and dropping people. Right. Chris Paul to me is old, is like is what I grew up on as an old school point guard. He has an old school point guard soul. Where yeah. his first score when I got a score to make you know I got to make some plays to make us to keep us keep people off balance. But then that vocal, that guy who talks and leads and continuously talks, he's grabbing his dudes in the huddles. He's he's saying stuff before the coach says something. Like those are the things that make him so special. And I've had a chance to work with him. Mm-hmm. So Chris Paul's last three high school losses of his career at the DC class. He lost all three games. How about this? Lost all three games and was still named the tournament MVP. What? I never knew that. Wow. All, lost all three games, the last three losses of his high school career, and still named the tournament MVP. Jeez. Never ha- that'll never happen again, ever. I don't think, first of all, that's the only time it's ever happened. I was going to say, it probably never happened before that. And, and, and it'll, never, it'll never happen again. Yeah. But that, and then, and then you know, we, 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 we were, we, you know, when he was a, a player, he attended five-star basketball camps, and I was a counselor there. Uh-huh. And when he became a pro, he offered me an opportunity to be a part of working his 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 guard his top thirty guard camp, and I worked that for a number a number of summers. And and he's a guy that I you know has allowed for me to reach out to him and his brother if I ever needed anything for my for my players or myself. And and he's just he's just a person. He's a he, he's like me. I'm a giver. Like yeah, and yeah. I think that's where we connected and and have connected. And and yeah, he's my point guard. Yeah. So Chris Paul, MJ, Dr. J, KG, Tim Duncan. That's good five, Coach. And uh, on the Chris Paul, I mean, I know he was averaging 10 assists a game. He probably still is up near that. Right now, at at his age, uh, his greatest attribute to me is what he's doing for the HBCUs. And Oh, um, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, But that's that's, that goes to what I was saying. He's a given. given. Yeah. He's a given. It was a great uh, series on ESPN whatever the ESPN plus last year where, but it was during the COVID year where he actually helped produce that, where he was down at uh North, was it? Yeah. North Carolina central, I believe. Central, Cause I think that's where his brother played. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was a really good series, but he's doing these HBCU classics now and, and bringing teams out. I love it. Is uh, that, that's the one that, uh, what's his name was, was speaking on the whole time. The coach, um, what's my guy at central. Um, I can see his face. Jeez, he, he always has some unbelievable quotes. Yes, he does. You're right. Has some, Lavelle. Lavelle. Lavelle, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Has some of the best quotes ever. Yeah. Like, like he, he, like I would love to see, but and then kind of starting one back, the Black Coaches Association. Mm-hmm. He should be the president. Okay, I, I he should be the president. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, are you part of that? I am I, the um, Gary 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 Neal, uh, uh-huh. I mean, Gary Charles, um, big time, long time face and name in the AAU has has started one back up. That's kind of growing heavily. I mean, it's growing fast. Good, and, and, and so we do a lot of zooms, and, and certainly in the season, it's hard for some of us to always be on there. But yeah, he's 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 got people involved at all levels, and male and female. And I'm telling you right now, when you go on there and you see some of the people who are on these calls, like it, it's growing again. Like mm-hmm. they need to be careful. That's all I can say. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> because we are united. Good. Yeah. And I, I and I wanted to uh, 
you know, th- that's important for me too, as a coach and uh coach of color, actually, you know, when I, when I reached out to you, it's one reason I respect you so much too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I could get off on a tangent on that, but, um, but it's important for rep- representation is very important. And, uh, and so thank you for, for that as well. And thank you and for pointing that out. It's um, for me, it's, it's, it's important. So. Uh, yeah, I get on there sometimes and my mouth drops when I see in, seeing uh, Don Staley and, and the, these, these unbelievable women who yeah. are in charge and man, their voices are powerful. And the mm-hmm. thing like, we, we got to hear it. We need, we need to hear more of it. And, and as, as a black male coach, it makes me proud to, to see our men and women of color um, um, standing strong and trying to be a guiding force for all kids. Doesn't have to be, doesn't matter what color the kids are, um, but for all kids um, and trying to help them grow to become strong adults. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, coach. We are big uh, Don Staley fans in this house. My wife played at Bowie State. She was an All-American at Bowie. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, you know, in South Carolina and, and also Nia Russell, who went to Pilate, is down there yeah. um, at South Carolina. But uh, it doesn't matter what men's game is on. If, uh, mm-hmm. if Gamecocks are on, we're watching the Gamecocks. So we're, we're big Don Staley fans. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think somebody wants you in the background. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but, but yeah, so thank you for saying that. that that's, that's pretty cool. But we, yeah, we love Dawn Staley and, and really proud of what she's doing. Uh, she's a great coach. And, and we were really happy that she got that big contract this year too. As well. Yeah, that well-deserved. And, 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 and I'm going to say this for all, like not just our women of color, women, all women in, in coaching should be getting that opportunity to get what Dawn got. There needs to be more of it. Yes. They do the same job. They're doing the same job. I know that they, maybe they don't get the same numbers of watching, but I'll, I'll tell you this. When you watch a woman's game at, at the high level, they're just as practiced as the men's game. Yeah, they, they are. Deserve their, yeah. They, deserve, they deserve their opportunity too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's it, there, I think there's certain high school kids too. No, not, I mean, you, you've got NBA guys you're coaching, but there's certain high school kids, even if you look at like freshman level or JV level, we tell like some of the JV guys, you all need to be watching some of these women's games because you're going to see, you're not playing above the rim yet. So you're going to see what your game should model, you know, uh, with the, there's certain things we do. Like I've actually broke down tape watching South Carolina said to our big, look, do you see how he, how she's breaking the press, the, and I can't think of her name now. Uh, she's so good uh, down there in South Carolina, but I said, you see how high she comes up when she sees that, that trap and how they're breaking the press by where she, that's what you need to be doing. So it's, it's not all about just the scoring, but the little things uh, that, that a lot, that the women's game can, um, that, you know, they're not dunking, but there's, there's a lot more fundamentally sound a lot of well, times. They're, they're the group that I'm going to credit towards a lot of these 400 wins. Wow, they, that's I'm giving that's up a deep. secret. I'm giving up a secret. Yeah, yeah. Now you got to figure out what what I'm saying. I ain't gonna tell it all. You're right. <laughs> but I'm giving a lot of credit to 400 wins have come from the women's game. Yeah. Yep. All right, Coach. Uh, last question. This one's. Uh, we'll see if this one stumps you. Five dinner guests that are alive. Oh, and I think I've answered this question. Um, and maybe I didn't answer it with five people, but. Um, so five people dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, 
Barack Obama, John F. Kennedy, Jay-Z, I'm going to throw one out there that people won't, probably wouldn't believe that I'm going to say. Because I just think he's doing some special things. And only get, and I don't think he gets enough credit for it. He gets so much credit for his game. And he gets, he gets caught into the fight of the GOAT. Mm-hmm. But I'm very impressed with what LeBron James has done with his friends. How he has set them all up to be successful. I, will, I would love to have him at that table. That would, that would be my five. Yeah, that's great. It's a great fight. And I'm glad you said that about LeBron because uh, no matter what you say about him on the court, what he's done off the court and with his friends, the way that they that they but, thought they like, game like, planned in high school to do this is like I'm 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 obsessed. I'm a little obsessed with watching the shop. Yes, I love the shop. <laughs> I, I, I love I love watching. Like I'm very impressed with what his boys are doing too. Like if I could. If, if, I, if he could bring a guest with him, I would ask him to bring Mav Carter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Rich Paul has impressed me what he's done as an agent, is becoming now a super agent. Um, and, and I'm just impressed at how LeBron has handled his business off the court. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, not a, there's not a lot of people who could, who could, who could do that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he, he, would, he, 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 he slides in at number five. Okay, I like it. Well, Coach, I'm going to let you get out of here before we go. Uh, oh, last question. Have you played against Bronny yet, speaking of LeBron? Nah, we tried. We were trying to get something together this year. Okay. Um, got a friend who's who's close to their, to their program, so I'm hoping maybe we pull it off for next year. Okay. They're playing Paul Six for the second. They're going to play Paul Six for the second time this year. They've already played. Oh, once. yeah, I saw they beat him by like five or something like that. I think they're like going to play again at um, Flying in Dayton. Wow. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I saw they, I think was Sierra Canyon won by like five or something like that. The yeah. Game. yeah. Sierra Canyon was, was, was shorthanded too, won that game. I, I thought PBI was going to win it, but uh, yeah. Sierra had, uh, I think Amari Bailey didn't play and right. the Kings didn't play. But, yeah. um, but I'd love to see both of them at full strength. I, I, I think Paul Six might get them next time. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. All right, Coach. Um, before we go, just wanted to give everybody a quick update on Chapel Gate. We, uh, game today got snowed out. Game Wednesday got postponed due to COVID. So now we got three games next week. We have uh, at Indian Creek Monday, host Severn on Tuesday, and host Christelle next Friday. Then we get to go play play your boy out there at Indian Creek. Uh, not Indian, I'm sorry, St. John's Catholic Prep right after that. So, uh, so that'll be fun. Um, uh, back to the COVID stuff, you know, I don't, again, you know, please think about these kids uh, when you're making your decisions. Just be smart, be safe. Uh, if if you have not gotten a vaccine or booster yet, please get it. And if you aren't sure to get it, just call your doctor. Don't listen to me and don't listen to social media. Call a doctor that you trust. If you trust them with everything else, you should trust their information on this. And if they tell you not to get it, well, don't get it. But or switch doctors. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. It's simply one of the greatest. Uh, uh, Coach Steve Turner down there at Gonzaga High School. Thank you so much. Uh, check out his team again, ranked top 10 in the country. They are just having a great season. Already hit his 400th win this year, 750, actually higher than 750 win percentage at this time. And coach, I just can't thank you enough for uh, taking this time out with me tonight. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way. 
Coach, my pleasure, and, and and likewise, and thank you, thank you for the for the for the good luck, and and likewise, good luck to you guys. Um, and uh, man, I hope hope and pray as you, as you talked about, people go out here get get vaccinated. It's, it's important. It, it's about saving lives, and your own, and 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 the people around you, and, and your loved ones. Um, we 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 got to we got to all get this taken care of so we can get back to a. A real normalcy. I know we're moving towards a normalcy, but it's time to get to a normalcy. Yeah, amen. Happen with people being vaccinated. Um, but my pleasure to come on, Coach. Anytime you want me, you got me. Just give me a call. Um, love chat, chatting it, chatting it up, and and certainly would love to do it again. Um, it's been my pleasure, and thanks for having. Me. All right. Well, we're, we're definitely going to do that. Uh, make sure we do it after you raise some more hardware this year, and. Uh, and uh, good luck to your son too. That's really exciting Man, for thanks, you as a, as a parent. Uh, I got to figure, uh, figure out how I'm gonna get to some of them games next year. So I was I wanted I was gonna ask you about that. But <laughs> um, I mean, he's got a lot of games that are in driving proximity. So right. So have those weekend games, I can I can you know Towson, Delaware, uh, Elon. That's not too too far. William and Mary, not too far. Okay. Uh, Hofstra, Drexel, they're, they're all drive away. It's only really going to him would be a flight, and probably. Right. going to Charleston, I would say, is a flight. Everywhere else is probably drivable. Uh, just a matter of adjusting some practice times, maybe on some weekends. Right. We'll jump on that Acela Express. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, everybody. We'll come back next week. We'll have another guest. Uh, again, check out uh, Gonzaga. Wishing them the best on uh, their, their quest for a WCAC title and a national title is in the, is, is in the purview now, the way that they're playing. So we're going to be rooting for that. And uh, again, thank you to Coach Turner. And we will talk to you next week. Stay safe. Stay warm. It's very cold out there. Stay warm, everybody. And we'll talk next week. Have a good night.